Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. Our presentation will begin shortly. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. And now, on with the show. One, two, three, four. Welcome to episode 108 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break Podcast. My name is Allison Jackson. Over there is Mike Filoni. We have awesome sponsors as usual. The Haynes Group is our presenting partner. Mike, tell us about the Haynes Group. Well, if anybody's listened to the podcast for a couple of weeks now, you know that the Haynes Group has been on uh, our presenting sponsor for a couple of weeks now. And I'm, I'd love just talking about what's going on, on their website. But I did find this morning um, that they like to differentiate themselves by providing their clients and partners with a concierge level service experience from the project's conceptual phase all the way through close up and beyond. Uh, their complete solutions an integrated suite of individualized design build and maintenance service that has been fine-tuned over 15 years of delivering commercial construction and tenant landlord improvement projects uh, they're driven to recognize the most innovative responsive and customer focused company in their commercial construction industry and it is their mission to plan execute and deliver projects that delight every stakeholder so thanks to the folks at the haynes group and then we've got new horizon finishes they are um, your uh, they offer a full array of finishes and wall covering services to its customers. They pride themselves on providing their customers with the highest level of service, specializing in fast track commercial products of all service uh, sizes. I'm sorry. And then uh, we want to let everybody know that they are a certified women's business enterprise. So thanks to both our sponsors. Uh, mm -hmm. For those, for those listening to the podcast for a long time, uh, a while back, we talked to Dan Guerin, uh, former uh, host of the podcast here. Wordle was all the rage. If everybody's been playing Wordle, right? You oh my Wordle, god, I forgot that we did that. We did Wordle? Oh, yeah, he never done it for He wanted to play, uh, so we did it with him. Uh, oh Allison doing it for a long time. Uh, you know, I've been playing Wordle for a long time. If you never played it, to New York Times. I yeah. had to force him to do that. He was like, "All right, fine, like I'll do yep. it." He he yeah he, he did. He gave in. He kind of saw how much fun it was. But mm -hmm. the newest rage right now, and if uh, if you're at all on the internet, you see this thing that's called connections. How would you describe connections, Allison? Um, you get, it's like a grid kind of of 16 different words and you have to figure out how, you have to make four groups of four words and figure out how each of those four words is connected. And you have to like click one, two, three, four, submit and see. So, you know, you could, for example, get like, I haven't looked at today's, but say um, it said like cherry, blueberry, apple and chicken pot right like you those are four words that are scattered among it like I would click those four and think oh different kinds of pies and then yes. that would hopefully be right yep some some jump out audio there was like yep. the scarecrow a lion uh tin man and the home Dorothy like yeah or Toto and it's right. you know yeah. characters from the Wizard of Oz it's yeah that's so a really great example. We're gonna so. do the connections now. I'm gonna imagine gonna... those are two of them. <laughs> oh god. Um there's no time limit. You take as long time, much time as you want, right? We're mm -hmm. gonna try to do well, it in a day. You get 24 day. hours, but yep. um, but we're gonna we're gonna do it today, right now. I for those listening, I apologize. You're not gonna see this, but uh we're gonna do it. I'm gonna do it on my phone. Let me get my screen recording going here. I'll do my best to narrate too. So I'm, I'm gonna go to the, the app here. <laughs> um and for those listening, um, I'm coming off a sinus infection. So if I sound more nasally and raspy than normal, I'm right, so sorry. Here, 
Here we go. Playing connections. Here we go. Hit the button here. You ready? You playing, Allison? Oh, I thought you were sharing your screen. Oh, after, after, after. Yeah. Post-production. Those. <laughs> Post-production. Let me put all right, in let's all see the here. laugh tracks. We'll just do it for a couple of minutes here. We see if we can figure it out here. Uh, okay. So the pressure, you... the pressure, the pressure. I know. So I'm going to read out all 16 words that are here. So we have, and this is in no particular order. This is just the order I have. So we have choir, florist, glee, tar, orchestra, fire, band, snake, caterer, barbecue, festivity, friar, cheer, liar, officiant, mirth. Hmm. So, okay. So I'm having kind of like well, like, I just I just like, tried florist, officiant, choir, and caterer. Wedding vendors or wedding? I was wrong. I thought I was thinking, but I was wrong. Did you have one? How many did it one say? Away. It said, it said one, one away. One away. Okay, wait. So tell me who you had. So florist. Oh. I got it. What is I got it? The first one. What is it? Oh, I can't tell you. Why not? Oh. We're doing the. This is a. This is a communal oh, group podcast okay. thing. All right. Yeah. It's band caterer, florist, and officiant is booked for a wedding. Aha. Yep. Okay. And so then I feel like, I don't know, orchestra, choir. I feel like those belong together. You only, get four, you only get four 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 tries too, by the way. So oh yeah, up. that's right. So you get four mistakes. And then if you are one word away from being correct, it will tell you. But otherwise, it won't tell you if you're like two or three away. Um, hmm. I got the next one. Oh, I thought I did. Oops, spoke too soon. Hmm, this one is really hard. Is like I orchestra. I didn't get it. Okay, wait. Okay, orchestra, choir, glee, cheer. I feel like those are all types of clubs. I'm going to submit that. Oh, I'm not right. Close, <gasps> this I is did so not, hard. I did not get it. Are you like done, it. done? I'm done, done, yep. Oh, no. Okay, okay. We can't leave everyone um we can't leave everyone hanging like this. Let's think. Cheer, festivity, choir. What does mirth mean? M I R T H. And that makes me feel it sounds stupid, sorry. I don't know what it was either. Okay. All right, then we're both stupid. No, we're not. No, we're not. It was hard. This this one was hard. So if you do cheer, glee, festivity, and mirth, you get merriment. All right, wait, no, don't tell me. Let me guess the last. Barbecue, fryer, fire, tar. Oh, wait, I feel like those are all fire, barbecue, tar, fryer. I feel like that has something to do with, like, fire and stuff. No, I'm wicked wrong. Okay. Hmm. I appreciate where you're going with that. I appreciate your thinking of that, but that's incorrect. Maybe, though, snake and liar go together. Oh my gosh, this is hard. Do you have the answers up? I do, yep. Choir. That's a trick. Those ones are a trick. Mm. It's tough when you get like pressure people, you know, people watching you doing it. But... I know. Well, I'm all not right. live, but all right. Do you want to know the answers? Or do you want to do it? Yeah, own? I do. 
Fire, fire, liar, and fryer. Oh, because they freaking rhyme. rhyme. And you were going the right way with the uh, so barbecue, orchestra, snake, and tar. Pit. Pit. All right. And that's, that's connections number 234. <laughs> didn't get it. Sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. So it's been was... extremely challenging these past few months because, I mean, in the beginning, I feel like they had to kind of rope us all in with the easier ones and be like, oh, it's now we have all the habit. All right. This week's uh, episode of the podcast is going on. We've got Ben Fellings, who's a veteran, Marine Corps veteran. He's on the Veterans Committee here at ABC Massachusetts. Thank and you he's for your service. Operations and Estimating Manager for Napa Electric. So uh, we recorded this a few weeks ago. So let's uh, take it away. Ben. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, Ben Fellings from Napa Electrical Contractors. Ben, thanks for coming on. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Mike. How's it going? I am doing all right. Ben, I, I've been chasing Ben down for a long time. Since uh, last year, I saw him at the Excellence of Construction Awards. I finally got him. I finally trapped him and held him in the oh. basement until he surrendered. Uh, <laughs> but but he's, <laughs> he's, he's on here now, and I appreciate him coming on. Uh, first of all, a couple of things. We'll talk about Happy Veterans Day, and thank you for your service. And then we'll say, well. yeah, we'll say, uh, and we'll say happy birthday because as many people don't know or do know, the Marine Corps birthday is November 10th. So, uh, the oldest, you know, oldest, it's not the oldest branch, 248 years, uh, the only branch of the military founded in a bar. And we're proud of that. That's right. Time to have it. That's it. Have you been there before? Have you been to Philadelphia to see that? I have not. It's in Philadelphia, but I have not been there now. Um, if I ever go to Philly, that's probably on the list. Um, uh, but yeah, I haven't been there. Yeah, I've been to Philly. Uh, the, there's nothing there. There's just a pole on the ground that says a big sign that says Tun Tavern. So um, it's pretty cool to go there and see the pole, but it's definitely worth the trip. Yeah. I know a lot of Marines go to Philadelphia for the birthday. It's a big celebration down there. I know they like, block off the street. There's a big party. Uh, eventually, someday, when I'm an old salty dog, they will all get down to see that craziness. I've been but, to uh, Mount Sarabachi in Iwo Jima, which is really cool. So that's, I mean, I would love to have gone there. That you're pretty special to have gone there. You must have, uh, you, you, they don't just let anybody on that island. And you can't, you, did you, did you stay, did you sneak anything off the island? Uh, no, so, yeah, actually, I did. I have, a, I have a jar of sand, actually. Um, they had bottles kicking around on the street. Ah, see? Uh, the beach. So I was able to get some of the black sand off the beach. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. When I was stationed in Okinawa, um, they kind of, we took a ship out there and did a, um, sort of a it was like a reunion for a lot of the, the vets uh, wow the time. we just kind of showed them around and, and gave them support while they were there on the island and it was a pretty good experience we got to where, know some of the kids and, where were um, you stationed where were you in okinawa what, what base i was in camp Hanson. all right so that's up so, north uh, right i was i was there for team yeah. down south so i never got to go to ujima uh they took us yeah. to ishima and i was like oh we're gonna go and that was not the same as ujima it's not the same so. yeah it's a, I was sadly disappointed when they took me to Ishima and not Iwo Jima. Okay, so the reason we got Ben on is um, not only for his uh, unbelievable, outstanding service as a Marine, but uh, he works for Napa Electrical Contractors. Ben, why don't you tell us a bit about what you do for them and a bit about the company? Sure. Uh, so I'm the operations and estimating manager at Napa. Um, you know, so that entails uh, many hats, right? So operations side, anything from recruiting to, you know, software introduction to um, you know client relations um, and all of that you know kind of internal budgeting stuff like that 
Um, and then on the estimating side, you know, managing clients again, uh, and as well as you know, just overseeing the estimating side. Um, so we have a we have a kind of a split setup here as far as you know, we have stuff that we design in house that we that we estimate as well. Uh, and then we also have the plan of spec side where we go out and bid to uh, you know various contractors in the area. So um, you know, I kind of have a hand in all of that. And then um, you know, we have a good team of estimators here as well. Um, so it's it's a good it's a good experience for a growing company and um, you know we like to keep our relationships going with all the vendors and, and contractors out there. So that's kind of uh, you know where that operation side comes in too. You know, so a little bit of everything, like I said, marketing, uh, you name it. So um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my role here. Do you, do you think your time in the Marine Corps, per, you know, sets you up for success of what you're doing now? Do you think? Uh, in, in some in some regard, I think you know that whole um, you know adjusting on the fly, right? Um, and just kind of making the best of you know if something changes. <laughs> so you know, you don't really you don't hurt too much, especially on the estimating side. You got that thick skin, right? Uh, you definitely don't win every project. Um, sometimes you get harsh feedback. Um, sometimes you're, you know, if you do have a project and it's not going great, you know, you're the one that everyone's looking at, or, um, you know, so you definitely have to have a thick skin when it comes to that. Um, but, you know, we do a pretty good job here as far as, uh, you know, giving good feedback and keeping ourselves, uh, keeping the mood light too, you know, nobody takes it overly serious and we're not too, too harsh on each other, but we're all, how did you get into that field like what did you do to prepare yourself to get into that role as far as electrical or just the estimating, oh, estimating the whole that because that whole thing is pretty pretty intricate yeah so i'm i started out with napa in 2003 and then i uh you know worked my way through the field uh and then you know about i don't know 2010 2011, sorry, a position opened up in the office. Uh, I expressed interest in doing it. Um, you know, I just always kind of had that mentality of, of wanting to contribute on a higher level too. Um, you know, whether it was either in the field or not. So, you know, I, like they said, I jumped on the opportunity when it came. And, um, you know, I just, I just started working as an estimated coordinator, just kind of, you know, sending out bids and getting, um, you know, doing the basic stuff, uh, working with Mario and this. Uh, he's our vice president now. Um, he was estimated at the time. And, um, you know, we, we just kind of grew from there. Um, as he grew into his role further on, I grew into the role uh, of estimating, you know, kind of just started doing things on my own a little bit more, more autonomous. And then, um, you know, once that, you kind of, you know, once the role got a little bit uh, bigger than that, I just took on the operation side of things too. And it's just been a natural progression from there. If somebody out there wanted to do estimating, you know, we'll learn more about it because when we talk to the students, we'll tell them there's other ways to get into the construction world other than swinging a hammer, pulling wire. There's the estimating, yeah. the project management side. If you could give someone some advice of, you know, someone want to get into the estimating side, what would you tell them? Well, there's definitely courses out there you can take. Um, you know, if someone doesn't happen to have the field experience, let's say, or they're not really with a company that, that might not be willing to train them or might not have the resources to train them. There's definitely courses out there you can take. Uh, I believe actually you guys offer one coming up soon. Uh, it's introductory to uh, electrical estimating. I saw in the course uh, manuscript. But uh, for myself, you know, it was just like I said, it was um, I just came in from the field and I had that field experience, so I was really able to translate that into the estimating side. I've always been good with numbers and names, and you know, I have a pretty good memory as well. So that's a big <laughs> one. You know, you definitely have to have 
good a good memory there and be able to absorb numbers and remember and retain information. So um, I think if you have all those things, it's why not? It's worth a shot, you know. Um, well, a lot of people are actually going to even the project management side um, yep. from our company as well. So we, we're big on promoting from within. So as far as Napa goes, um, we like to hire from within uh, just because we feel it's the best way. Number one, gives people a good goals to uh, reach towards. And also, yep. um, you know, it just, you like to bring them in and that way they have, they feel like they're part of the company as well, which they are. You know, they feel like they have growth um, opportunities within the company and not have to go elsewhere. So. Right. Um, one of the things, and you were here a week or so ago talking to some students, and uh, one of the, the presentation was amazing, by the way. It was great because I got to learn a lot about Napa. But um, yeah. the one thing you guys, that you really talked about was the culture within the company. And what are some things that Napa does, do you think, to, to really build a strong culture within itself? Yeah, so culture, I mean, you know, it's, um, I have this conversation internally as well with someone in our office. It's kind of like, I feel like it's sort of, might be an overused word at this time uh, lately, right? I mean, some people think it's just kind of the basic stuff, the, the attaboys here and there, which is great and all, but, um, you know, we're, our, our culture is more of just our overall attitude as a company. Um, like I said earlier, we don't, we don't have a toxic uh, atmosphere here at all. Uh, and I think it starts at the top, you know, um, even from when we were coming up in the field, you know, at Napa, the owner of the company, he was never big on, um, you know, raising his voice to us, talking down to us. If there was an issue in the field, if there was an issue of any kind, you know, he had no problem just talking to you as a man, as, a, as an adult. And um, I think we kind of permeate that throughout the rest of the, the ranks. Um, you know, so we kind of have that culture as far as, um, you know, letting people be able to work. If there is a mistake, you know, give constructive criticism and feedback and just move on. You know, nobody has hard feelings or anything like that. So I think that's kind of like what I wanted to touch on with, with those apprentices I came and talked to that day, because I think a lot of apprentices coming into the field, you know, that, that's probably one of their biggest field, uh, fears. You know, um, what happens if I mess up? Who's going to yeah. say something? You know, what's the repercussions? Um, so it's kind of, I always like to tell that to the apprentices that, you know, you don't have to really worry about it. Obviously, there's going to be mistakes. Everyone knows that, right? Um, even a seasoned licensed electrician makes mistakes. So, um, you know, I just kind of want to use their mind, like to know that at our company, it's not really going to be a, a point the finger and blame type of deal, you know? We, we try to keep everybody in a good, in a good, working atmosphere and a good mood while they're doing their job. So that's kind of our culture here. I, th I think it was great. I think that, you know, the students that were here, the apprentice that were here were, I think they learned a lot. You know, they learned a lot about just listening to your experience. Cause like I said, you come from the field and you were promoted from within and that, you know, it's nice to hear that coming from, you know, from someone like, like yourself that come up to the ranks yeah. and got, took a job, you know, you, you, you're not, not an estimated by trade and, but you enjoyed in the field enjoyed that part of the job and you were able to excel and do what you're doing. Um, yeah. What do you think is next for you? Where do you see yourself going in the future? Um, well, you know, as, as the company grows, I think different roles are come available and open up. Um, so I definitely see myself still trying to ascend and, um, you know, just, just maintain my leadership position and even grow it, right? As the company grows, um, you know, look to be part of the, the the team that implements our structure, um, that that you know comes up with the, the big picture ideas. Um, I've always been sort of visionary uh, personality myself, yep. um, so I like to present those ideas. I have a you know 
10 ideas a day and you know, <laughs> if three of them are good then that's good you know so um yeah it's good it's good and it's a good atmosphere where i work with now you know i'm able to kind of express those ideas and um you know some stick some don't and we just keep going like i said so um you know like i said i just want to be part of the, the growth of the company that's and, great um, yeah i, I and think then- that's sort of the outlook for our, our whole team here everyone's really looking to stay on and, and see this thing through that's good. And then the, the because, again, veteran to veteran, why do you think it's so important that companies hire veterans? You know, why is that so important? Because there's so many veterans out there that are looking for jobs that come back from whether being at war or just being deployed and coming back and they and they get out, they get discharged from the, from the military, could be in a branch, and they don't quite know what to do. Why do you think it's important that, we, that companies hire them? Uh, I think it, I think like I said earlier, just that mentality of adapt and overcome. I think it's a big one. Um, you know, it's, it happens a lot in the trades. You know, it's there's a lot of times you do something and you know there's a change on the project. You have to you know either take stuff down that you already installed, <laughs> over it. Uh, and then I think you know just having that military background, you know, a veteran, we would be able to roll with those punches. Um, also, I think that you know that little bit of a of a growth of maturity to them, right? They kind of not, uh, they've been out there, they've experienced things, they've been on their own, they've uh, you know, had to speak up for themselves. I think that's a big one, right? They have the confidence and then eventually, hopefully, translate all that into leadership as they grow throughout the company. Um, you know, going up through the ranks of the licensed journeyman and foreman and all of that. So, um, yeah, I think hiring veterans is great. I'd love if there was a better um, channel to hire yeah. directly, let's say. Um, it's something that uh, is on my radar as far as looking to develop, um, whether it's working with you on the Veterans Committee or even yeah. just uh, figuring something out on my own just with Napa. I think it would be a great uh, resource to tap into as far as you know, teaming up with the veterans. I actually did a couple of events with the military, um, one at Gillette Stadium, another one was online. And um, you know, there wasn't really too many tradesmen on there. So yeah. a lot of people were looking for security, you know, private security type of things. Yeah or uh, IT even, uh, which is great. Um, as far as, you know, developing the relationship and the pipeline from the military into the trades, I think would be, it's critical. Um, and it, it's a really a good resource that we could tap into, I think, if, um, and bring more people into the trades. I mean, like the good segue was the Veterans Committee, you know, there hasn't been a Veterans Committee here in a long time and I was able to get it, kind of finally get it up off the ground, right? I got to bunch of great veterans that want to get this off the ground and one of the first things was that we talked about was how do we get more veterans in in there right so there's something called skill bridge that i'm not familiar with until they brought this up but there's actually a company called skill bridge that works with transitioning veterans coming out of the getting ready to transition back to the civilian world and they're kind of like headhunters and they just go around to different bases and talk to transitioning you know military people about what's yeah. out there in your area so they go to hands come and try to get it you know, so uh, the gentleman from Skillbridge is going to be on our next Veterans Committee call, which is going to be great because it can hopefully connect, you know, the different companies with the Skillbridge people. So that when people are transitioning out, they say, oh, you, you're living in, you know, the, the, the you know, Merrimack Valley in Massachusetts. Oh, this is the companies that are looking to hire veterans, whether it be you know, yeah. Napa's or anybody else. So that's <clears throat> going to be next on the Veterans Committee. You know, one of the things we talked about was, you know, veterans come out of the mil- military, they, they might have the money to, you know, and they got the GI Bill, but the school doesn't qualify for their GI Bill. It's a crazy long story, but you know the president here, you know, believes in helping the veterans and has agreed to let the veterans come for free and have no tuition. So they, wow. they can come. You know, the tough part is 
it's great that we get an educational piece, but getting them the work hour piece is even harder because right. people don't want to hire people. You know, there's a ratio thing. There's other things going on where they maybe can't hire them, but you know, to, to, for, a, for a veteran to come out and be able to at least come to the school and learn a trade, you know, I think is, is amazing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, there definitely wasn't anything like that when I got out. Right. Uh, yeah, no. Um, and, I, and that's, you know, would the veterans committee get off the ground if I hadn't been here? Probably not because, you know, there's, there's, there's no other veterans that, that are here, you know, and they, they, and I've been out a long time. Right. And I would love to do more for the veterans and, and I've tried to, but you know, how veterans are, they're a stubborn bunch of people. And, you know, they, yeah. you know, most of these guys, you know, most people in the military, whatever your job was in the military, it's difficult to come out of the military and do that same job as a civilian. Right. I was a stinger right. gunner. I was shooting stinger missiles off my shoulder. Kind of hard to do that in the civilian world. You know, no one's yeah. shooting missiles off their shoulder. Uh, what was your, I, what? My, uh, I, that, I was going to say that's how I picked my MOS was uh, a field electrician was my recruiter. You know, thankfully, um, you know, when I was what, in high school and he was asking what I wanted to do, I, I wanted to be, you know, jump out of airplanes and, <laughs> your mind and do the whole you know, <laughs> Navy SEAL thing, right? Which I'm sure I could have done if I wanted to, but, uh, you know, he's like, you know, plan on staying in for 20 years. It's like, probably not. Yeah. I was in a home and, um, you know, start a family and all that stuff. It was always kind of like a big goal, yeah. right? To just kind of get that going too. So, um, you know, I looked at it as my four year stint, you know, instead of me going to college, what I was going to do. And yep. he said, you know, well, you scored really well in the mechanical portion of your test and your ASVAB. Uh, and also, you know, the, um, the kind of the, the mathematical side. He's like, so, you know, something that you want to do in the trades and uh, he kind of broke it down to me which was good and uh, he said that you know like electrical is, is good once you get out there's always a steady um, need for that as well and uh, so yeah that's what I chose um, then when I got out I was just sort of you know took a break right I kind of like you know took like a two-month break when I first got back from the Middle East and um, then I was like all right it's time to get a job here you know so um, <laughs> up the paper the old school way right yeah and uh, I saw that for Napa in there and I was just persistent, 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 and I came in, did the interview. Uh, there was eight of us at the time, you know, so it was uh, it was not, you know, definitely not where we are now. Um, but it, it was good, you know, it was a good start, and uh, you know, I I, I didn't get all the time for taking a chance on me and uh, giving me yeah. an opportunity to have a career, you know. That's great, and you know, if you you pulled a bunch of different veterans, they all kind of everyone joins for their own reason, right? Everyone joins for their whether it be like you said, they want to jump on airplanes and they want to, you know, Navy SEAL stuff and hide in the bushes and shoot guns and blow stuff up, right? You know, that's how I the, that's how they got me to join my recruiter, and I wanted to drive tanks out of the back of ships. That's I was like, how cool would a job would that be? Driving these Amtrak things out of the back of a big ship in the water. I'm in. I was nowhere near ships. I was nowhere near the water. I was, no, I was in the middle of a desert doing training, which is, you know, that recruiter sold me a bill of goods. But um, <laughs> I, I did see my recruiter out when I was in the fleet down in Okinawa. I saw him at, uh, at one of the bases I was at. I saw him. I said, you sold me a bill of goods, buddy. I shouldn't even be here right now. I should be on a ship somewhere floating around the Pacific Ocean. But Did he remember you? Oh, he remembered me. Oh, yeah. I joined much mm-hmm. later too, right? So I wasn't like a fresh kid out of high school, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. I was 25 years old. I was a, I had, I already had a career, you know, I was working for the, I was a union guy, I was a railroad and I was going to be there with a railroad the rest of my life. And I could have worked there till I was 16 and retired, but it wasn't for yeah. me. You know, I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to do something exciting at 25 because I was afraid I'd be at my age now 50 and be like, what have I done with myself? I've done nothing yeah. in the, my, my years here. At least I could say, 
joined the Marine Corps, went to boot camp at 25. It's a brotherhood. It's going to be there forever. Sure. I, I met some amazing people. Yeah, I, my best friends, you know, God, Godfather to my best, some of my best friends' kids just through the Marine Corps. You know, traveled all over the, yeah. all over the, you know, got to go to Okinawa for a year. Lived in Japan. Lived in California for a while. It was great. It was, it was, it was you know, when you're in, you hate it. You can't wait to get out. But then when you're out, you find like, yeah, you, find no, like, that, you, know, you nailed it right there. When you're in, yeah. you're counting the days, literally counting the days. About, yeah. <laughs> you know what on your calendar? How many days could I take at the end of vacation to kind of shorten up my time at the end yeah. and all that. Then when you get out in that first year, you're like, oh, should I have stayed in? You know, <laughs> you know getting like, promoted, getting rank, and you're like, oh. you know, if I had stayed in, I would have had, I would have had over 20 years by now because I got, you know, joined yeah. 99. So I would have had 24, 25 years, probably be a salty master sergeant, something like that. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. Like I said, I just did my, I, I, did, I never planned on being a career. I was going to be four years. Like I said, just, I want to get out of the, had to get out of New England, get away from the cold. I want to go someplace warm. Uh, I I laugh all the time because they tried to send me like cold weather training, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna send you to Norway." I'm like, "No, no, no! I came from New England. I, what teach you how to ski? I know how to ski. I don't teach me how to water ski. Send me to Hawaii. I don't. <laughs> I never got to go to Hawaii. Either. I just uh, you're looking at is good enough. I was good there. Was, you know, but like I said, it was time to come home. You missed. I actually missed New England. I missed you know, American food and American cars. And I missed the city. Oh. I had to come home. So yeah, I missed the fall. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, Christmas time, you know, being away Christmas time was crazy being away from family and not having snow at Christmas time was crazy. But, yeah. All right. This is a, this is my, this is a, my friend, Ben. From Napa. Ben, if they want to get a hold of you, how does someone get a hold of you? Uh, so if they want to get a hold of us, you can just uh, call the main line. Um, you know, our website's, readily available um you know, please reach out to us on there we have contact forms online um if you want to reach out to me directly um you could just again call the main line um, to me by name and then, or, you know, send an email to um, bfellings at napaelectric.com uh, and then you know we'll connect from there um whether it's about a project or if it's uh you know if you're interested in joining the, the company or if you uh have any have any just general questions i'm i'm, I'm the one to go through so um yeah, don't be shy. All right. And then uh, now comes everybody's favorite part of the podcast is the lightning round. I would ask uh, Ben 10 rapid fire questions. Uh, let's get started here. Um, if you have to sing karaoke, what song do you pick? Uh, if I have to sing, is this time's lightning round or no? Lightning being fast. We'll, we'll try to tip of your tongue. Like, what's, what's, you know, what's, what's, uh, end of the world voice of men. Well, that's a good one. Uh, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s, which decade do you love the most and why? Um, well, I was born in the 80s, so the 90s is my favorite because that's kind of when you're growing up. And honestly, we just literally had the best music movies. Um, I think you're right. You know, freedom outside of our house. You know, there's no parents couldn't call you, all that stuff. Uh, as a child, what did you want to yeah. be when you grew up? Firefighter. What's your favorite tradition or holiday? Thanksgiving. Uh, favorite breakfast food? Eggs. What's your favorite TV show? Um, right now? Uh, actually, Game of Thrones, by far. Game of Thrones. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Uh, which breed of dog would you be? A boxer. Uh, favorite dessert? Cheesecake, strawberry. Uh, favorite game to play as a child? Uh, hide and seek. 
Are you a traveler or a homebody? Uh, homebody. Yes. Yeah. What is one thing we don't know about you? Um, I don't have a middle name. I have no initial only. Wow. Um, are you a good dancer? Of course. If you could magically become fluent in any language, what would it be? Uh, probably Romanian. My wife is from Romania, so I'd like to be able to talk with her fluently. Do you have any hidden talents? I can juggle. Oh, three things? Yeah. Uh, no, two. It's two. sort of limited, but I can see right. juggle. That's all right. Two is pretty good. Uh, uh, we asked before, but favorite duty station while you're in the Marine Corps? Uh, definitely Okinawa. Got to deploy a ton of places from there. You know, Korea, Japan. Oh, sorry, Korea, Thailand, yeah, uh, Australia. So that was the best. Did you go to Australia while you were there? I did. Yeah, four months. Uh, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, we were like we were in that same. We were when were you when were you in Okinawa? What was what was your time in Okinawa? What was I? What was it? Yeah, my time is February ninety nine to February two thousand. All right, so I was, you were you were just left, and I was coming on. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Um, and then, uh, you were coffee or tea drinker? Uh, coffee. And I just recently switched to black coffee, which isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Really? And the, the second yeah. question was because it's the Coffee Break Podcast. How do you like your coffee? And you say it's black. Do, where do you go to get your coffee? Are you a, a, like a store chain guy, or do you make it yourself at home? Oh, homebrew. Uh, homebrew. Do you drink outside? I think I've had to drink it outside. I'm a Dunkin' guy. And then this will be a good one because, again, it's a military thing. But uh, what is one thing you learned in the military that you still carry with you today? Uh, again, adapt and overcome. I think yeah, it's it. the, the biggest thing, uh, honestly, is adapt and overcome. You can't, uh, can't dwell on things. Um, you know, give it a thought. If it needs to be, you know, drawn out, then do it. If not, move on. Military, right? It's like, hurry up and wait. Hurry up and go over here, and then you wait. And then you hurry up and go over this way, and then you wait, right? And then... Pack your stuff, you go in here, and then you go in there and wait. That's always hard to wait. And they say, yeah, Semper Gumby, right? Always flexible. Always going to be flexible. Be. All right, Ben, following some nap. Appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Have a good one. It's always great to have a, another Marine on the podcast. It's great having Ben. Great to talk to him. Uh, Ben's just a nice guy, smart guy. Loves what he does, uh, and Nap is lucky to have him. So, Thanks to Ben for being on with us. And we've got some exciting things going on the training side for the Gould Construction Institute. What do you got, Alice? So much going on. Um, going toward the end of February, we have a hot work class, a uh, hot work safety certificate class that's going to be in person. It's a three-hour program. You get all of the facts that you need to know, and then you take that quiz at the end. It's pass-fail, and then we'll send you your certificate. Um so definitely check that out. And then if you can't make that date, it's uh, February 21st from 5 to 8 at the GCI ABC Woburn office. If you can't make that, we always have our Hot Work Safety Certificate program online. It takes just about the same amount of time, about three hours to go through the program online. It's totally self-paced. Um, you can pause, come back to it if you need to. And then you take the quiz at the end and you get your certificate right away. Then, uh, starting off March, the 4th and 11th, we have a crew leader class in person. This is likely the only one that will be running in 2024. So if you need your crew leader class or you want to get some people in here, this is your chance. 
Again, March 4th and 11th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. both days. You do need to attend both sessions. And then we have an OSHA 10-hour for construction that's going to be held March 6th, 13th, and 20th. Again, you do have to attend all three sessions. The sessions are running from 5 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the ABC GCI Woodward office. You can check out all these classes and the rest of the classes that we have through May 11th, 2024 at gwgci.org forward slash events. All right. Uh, awesome. Sounds like lots of great trains going on down at uh, the Google Construction Institute. And now it's time for the news. This week's news is brought to you by Energy Electrical Contractors, Metro Walls, and Infections Development Corporation. Uh, ABC's feature news of the week. Uh, ABC Mass calls on Springfield Water and Sewer Commission to overturn a PLA decision. In a letter to commissioners, ABC Mass President Greg Beeman called out or called on the Springfield Water and Sewer Commission to reverse its decision to build the $325 million West Parish water treatment plant using a union-only project labor agreement. Uh, you can learn more about that in the newsletter that was sent out earlier this week. Uh, a record 89.3% of the U.S. construction industry is not part of a union, which is great news. Non-union workers comprise 89.3% of the U.S. construction industry, an all-time high, up from 88.3 in 2022. Wow. That's exciting news. Uh, That's lots a crazy of great, stat. That's right? a really, wow. It's a great stat. Uh, and lots of great events coming up uh, over at the ABC Mass side, so you can join us in person for what keeps you up at night, a seminar for business owners, Thursday, February 15th from 7.30 to 9. We'll talk about things like identifying and prioritizing goals. Four critical asset classes of your business, key areas to protect, stages of business development, the role of business advisors. If you want to get in on this, uh, seats are limited. Reach out to carol at abcma.org. We've got a webinar taking place on Thursday, February 22nd called Federal Prevailing Wage Compliance from 9 to 10. Uh, you can the same thing, register with Carol. We've got a lunch and learn, seven steps to better procurement uh, with the folks over at Kojo. They were a podcast sponsor and a guest. Uh, talks about procurement, things to keep a business operating, but great procurement allows a contractor to outperform the competition, complete more work with less overhead, reduce risk of errors, jobs, and delays. All of that information can be found on the abcma.org website, as well as on the save the date. Though not everyone got a postcard. If you did not get a postcard and want to know about upcoming events, reach out to carol at abcma.org. And also uh, check some of our um, email signatures because that postcard is in some of our email signatures as well. Yeah. I think it's in Greg's. So shoot yeah. him an email. We, we get a lot of that, you know, how do I learn about things going on at ABC Mass or how do I learn about things going on at the Google Construction Institute? Uh, you can always reach out to anybody on the staff, but a lot of our signatures have information in the signatures. And uh, Carol does a fantastic job updating the ABC events calendar as well. Um, don't quote me on this. I do believe that they're their handle for that is abcma.org forward slash events. Um, but either way, you can go to that ABCMA homepage and go to the events calendar and it is packed with everything you need to know upcoming for 2024. Carol really does a great job um, setting everyone up and it. letting everyone know what's going on for the yep. whole year. So definitely check so, it out. If anybody says, well, I didn't know about the events, get the postcard, check out the website. You know, listen to the podcast. We talked about on the podcast, but Carol has done an amazing job uh, getting on information about upcoming events. Mike, did you know that there's also advertising opportunities on the ABC website now? There's spots on the ABC MA website that you can purchase as an ABC member to advertise on our website. Um, and that literally just popped into my head. That was not an ad. That's great information. 
but yeah, reach that... out to Carol for that um, because that is new this year. And I know that one um, ad has already been implemented onto the website, but there are some open spots and they are prime. prime. Everybody, everybody gets their information a different way, whether it be podcasts, emails, newsletters, the website, internet, whatever it's going to be. Um, but, you know, the best thing we can tell people is stay connected. So if you're not getting emails, you're not getting postcards, you know, let us know. So reach out to Carol or or Allison. Either one of them can get you in the right direction and get you to be where you're going to be. Um, then we've talked about some Building Mass Careers. Uh, building Mass Careers, Steve Sullivan, Steve at abcma.org. He is looking for people that are interested in hosting a table to meet qualified candidates at a Skills USA sale conference at Gillette Stadium. Uh, Skills USA Senior Adventures and Leadership Conference taking place February 8th, uh, which is a couple of weeks, 9 a.m. to 3.30. It's taking place at Gillette Stadium. High school seniors from around the state who are leaders in their school and community will be looking to uh, connect with members, hopefully, uh, and looking for job opportunities. We've got some member updates. Bald Hill Builders completes an affordable, supportive housing project in Alston. Congratulations to them. Uh, Procopio Companies up in Beverly got some promotions. So congratulations to Mike Madono and Will Nuccio. And as always, if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me, Mike at GWGCI.org. Another great week. Pushing our way through the wintertime. It's cold and yucky here, but we're looking forward to the springtime. Uh, we appreciate the listeners. Like, tag, share, follow. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. A couple of days after this video, the audio gets put up, put the video up. Uh, mm -hmm. If anybody wants to be a sponsor of the podcast, let me know. Smash that subscribe button right here. Wait a minute, because before this or after this drops, Groundhog Day will have happened. We'll what talk we about punks of time. We could talk about punks. I feel oh, predictions for next. Uh, for I'm gonna guess six more weeks of winter. I'm gonna guess that too because it's always the case and it just breaks my heart every single time. So. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Thanks for listening. Punxsutawney, if you're listening, we'd like... <laughs> He's asleep. He, he could be listening. He could be listening. You never know. Uh... In, between, in between his um his white noise machine, he puts yes. on the ABC GCI Coffee Break podcast to chill out. <laughs> Maybe also what's going on with construction in the world. Uh, like, tag, share, follow, smash that subscribe button. Talk to you next week. Attention passengers, we've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day. Mm -hmm.